Welcome to the Barry Trammell Show. This, our sponsor is brought to you by Three Nines Technology, Weedman Lawn Care, Next Generation Roofing, Oklahoma Ford Dealers, and the Oklahoma 988 Helpline. And I am happened to be in West Virginia. Usually when I talk to a coach, I say, uh, I will uh, be in your fair state in a few days. Today, I'm already there. I'm in West Virginia, and I am joined by Mountaineer coach Neil Brown. And Neil, I mean, first of all, let me say you've got a beautiful state. Uh, we've been up and down the last couple of days, and it's just fantastic. Well, Barry, I, I couldn't agree with you more. This is a this is the best time of the year to to be in the mountain state too. It's uh, uh, the fall foliage. Um, it's a little bit of football weather, and it it really is. I I'm frequenting. I live right on on the lake here, right outside of Morgantown at Cheat Cheat Lake, and during a bye week, um, the the leaves had started to change, and I had to get my boat out of the water and uh, went out there and, and took a bunch of pictures. And it's it's about a prettier sight as you'll see. Well, I, I can imagine. Of course, I've always enjoyed coming to Morgantown. This is the first time in ten years the Big Twelve sent the Sooners or the Cowboys to West Virginia in October. So uh, definitely ready uh, for Saturday. And uh, I want to talk about the Mountaineers. And uh, you sort of stole the show in Arlington last summer. Uh, The Big 12 media famously picked the Mountaineers 14th in the 14-team Big 12. And to be honest, you didn't like that one bit. You told us so. Uh, You told us uh, we all had misjudged your team. And danged if you didn't get off to a 4-1 start, uh, beating Texas Tech and TCU in the conference. Close loss at at, uh, Penn State to open the year. Uh, tough loss last week at Houston, but still in the thick of the Big 12 race. What did you see out of your team in July that you knew uh, were going to surprise people? Well, I think when you start building a football team, you always start with uh, both fronts. And for us, it started with their offensive line. We had one of the, the highest number of returning starts um, in all of college football. Uh, we were number one. Everybody was talking about Kansas State, but we actually had more starts returning on the offensive line than Kansas State did. Um, and, you know, our left tackle is going to be a high-end NFL draft pick. Our center is going to be a, a, a high draft pick. I think he's the best center in the country. Our right tackle is an NFL player. Um, you know, we had we have guys across the front that, that are really good and played a lot of football. And I felt good about our ability to run the football. And I think if you can run, you got a chance. And then defensively, um, Sean Martin will be a high end, you know, he'll be a high draft pick pick as well. And I knew we had good depth on the defensive line. And and everybody was talking about Dante Steeles, who we lost. And that's fair. He was a super productive player here. And we do miss him. But I felt like collectively we were going to be better, you know. And and so um that's why I felt like that. You know, and and sometimes it's you know, it you gotta you do some messaging to get your team's attention too. And 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 I just thought and I'm not saying this to you, Barry, personally, but I just thought I think sometimes being the easternmost team in our league is we get forgotten about a little bit, and because most of our most of the media coverage is is in Texas and in Oklahoma, and I think sometimes we get forgotten about. And I just wanted to remind them that you know we we had a chance, and 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 we still we we're still a work in progress. We haven't got it all figured out, but but I like how our team's playing. I didn't like how we particularly played last week, but when we play and we play the brand of ball that, that we should, then, then we'll have a chance to win each and every week. 
well, Neil, when, when you look at your Mountaineers, um, you're in year five, I think, uh, of, of your building plan. Mountaineers are in year 12 uh, of Big 12 football. Uh, I was talking to uh, some of the, uh, the newcomers to the Big 12 uh, and the adjustment period they had to go through. Mountaineers had to do that a decade ago. Do you think West Virginia football is, is uh, on a level playing field? With the uh, with the legacy members of the Big Twelve, the ones you joined and had to catch up to, uh, have you uh, have you guys already? Are you where you need to be to to compete with the traditional members of the Big Twelve? Well, I, I think it's about finding our kind of foot footing in the league. Um, you know, I probably made some mistakes early on in tenure here, trying to figure out what to what's the right mix transfer wise high school recruits, what's the right geographic footprint to recruit in? Um, you know, what do we need to look like in all three phases? And I think that, you know, by making some mistakes, and I think, you know, I've been pretty open about that, is is now into year five, what we've got is we feel like we've got a, a really good plan for putting a roster together, you know, around, you know, high school and transfers, what type of transfers we want to we want to recruit and then and really having awareness on what type of football we need to be able to play to win. And I think offensively it starts with you got to be able to run the football and we need to have a dual threat quarterback, you know, somebody that can buy some time. Um, and on defense, you know, we've gone to more of a three-man front and I think we can recruit those body types and then get length on the edge. Uh, we still got to you know, get our personnel in the secondary better. You know, I think we're, we've got to upgrade from what we had last year, but we still got to work on that. And then, and then having a high buy-in on special teams. Um, and, and then I think it's about, you know, we need, we got to focus on being a disciplined football team. And what I mean by that is we can't be a team that beats ourselves. We got to, we got to out effort people. Um, we got to be a team that handles adversity, you know, and, and be mentally tough. And then the last thing is we got to be smart and play situationally smart football. And I think that's the recipe for us. And, and our guys have bought into that. They understand. Um, again, we weren't, we, we weren't as good at that last week, but on our four game win streak, we really played to those strengths. And if we do that, we don't, we, we stay true to ourselves. Then again, we, we'll have a chance, but that that's, I think that's the recipe for us. And we've had to learn some hard lessons, but, but I think that's where we're at right now as a program. You know, Neil, I think your, I think your uh, point that uh, sometimes the media coverage is centered there in the Southwest. I think that's valid. I think it's fair. I also think it's it's bound to change. Next season, uh, they're going. West Virginia is going to be one of the uh, elder statesmen in the conference. You're going to have eight schools that will have been in the league uh, less than uh, twelve months. So, um, wh- what is that? What is the new look configuration of the Big Twelve? From a West Virginia perspective, uh, you got we got a couple of East Coast, I mean, sorry, Eastern Time Zone schools joining the conference. We also got four uh, new ones from the Rocky Mountain Time Zone. What? How does West Virginia perceive this this uh, coast to coast almost Big Twelve? I think the Big Twelve Barry is is when they start releasing game times and such. Are they going to release them in Eastern Time, Mountain Time, and Central? Because right now everything's on Central, so that tells you where. It, where 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 we're at in Big Twelve right now, everything is 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 only is only on Central Time, and uh, I'm a fan of Central Time, but we live in the Eastern Time Zone, so it's confusing for us out east. Uh, but in, in all seriousness, the league is going to be exciting, uh, and I think our commissioner's done a great job. Um, 
you know, I think you either you either change and adapt or you die. And and in the Pac-12 learned that the hard lesson. And I think you're only as good as your leadership. And, and our leadership right now in the Big 12 is 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 really uh, Commissioner Yormark has done a great job. He's came in. He's he's changing our branding. Um, we're a league that's on the up and coming. I think and and our league's going to be exciting. I think anytime you have a, a league where anybody can win it, you know anybody can win it, and, and I really feel that way. Um, and I felt like that, you know, even the, all five years I've been here, I felt like this is the deepest league. I'm not saying that we've had the top end teams that the SEC has, because I think Georgia and Alabama are doing it at a higher level than anybody over the last uh, five years. But there's no other league where anybody can beat anybody on a given Saturday. And I think that's where we're at. And I think that's been a really entertaining, entertaining piece of the Big 12. When when you talk about the time zone, Oklahomans should know exactly how you feel. I mean, when ESPN talks about, uh, you know, the Sooners or the Cowboys going to play at noon Saturday, Everybody in Oklahoma screams at the television. It's 11 a.m. It's not noon. So we know how you yeah. feel. I think it's I think it's a valid point. Um, Brett Yormark has done a great job. He's invigorated the conference. Um, a 14-team league is about to lose the you know the two uh, heavy budgeted, rich tradition schools. And you're right. It's a wide open landscape for a football program that wants to step into that void. And frankly, a lot of a lot of people already have. We've had in the last three years, we've had six different schools have either finished finished first in the standings or won the Big 12 championship game. So it's been a parity driven league for three years. Does that give you confidence that hey, West Virginia uh, can join the party and, and become a major force in this new look league? Yeah, that, that that's the belief here, and and that's what we're trying to put in stuff every single day. Is I, I do believe the league's going to be wide open. Um, and, and I think for us, it's about the formula to, and the pathway to get there and figuring how to get to Dallas, you know, and, and that's, that's what we're doing. And that's kind of, we did a really a kind of a program 180, you know, last year, you know, we didn't, we were more, we were probably a more talented team last year and we just underachieved and we lost some games, you know, toward the middle of the season and you go into this is like, you know, okay, what can we do better? What do we have to do better to be able to consistently compete at a high level in this league? And the, some of the things I told you earlier are kind of where we landed. And we started making those changes at the end of last year, going to a dual-threat quarterback, focusing more on the run game. Um, and then in the offseason, going back and, and saying, okay, all right, in the Big 12, uh, the teams that, that don't have maybe the strongest recruiting uh, bases like how 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 has Kansas State competed? Um, you know how is how how are some of these other schools in Power Five leagues? How are they competing? How are they getting their conference championship games? And the hard look of it was is man is like we've got to be a team that that we've got to really reduce our penalties. Uh, we've got to really focus on on first and ten. I think that's the the telltale. Um, we got to do a much better job in the red zone on both sides of the ball. And a lot of that studying was was looked at, said, okay, hey, you, everything that you do is about your lead, and what gives us the best the best opportunity not only this year, but as the lead continues to change moving forward, how can we position West Virginia where we got a chance each and every year, and uh, and that's what we're doing. And and again, Barry, we do we feel confident that in the new look Big Twelve or this year uh, or whatever it's going to look like the next three four years, 
is we feel like that we're positioning our program to be able to compete. Last question, Neil. Uh, you got the Oklahoma State Cowboys in town on Saturday at Milan Pusker Stadium. What have you seen on tape out of the Cowboys? Well, I think, first of all, you got to talk about the job that Mike Gundy's done. And I don't know if it's got as much national attention as it maybe it should, but, you know, they have a really tough loss at home to South Alabama. And uh, they didn't play any well, very well. Now, coaches know, and, and from being in the Sun Belt, South Alabama's got a bunch of really good athletes. But that game still, it got out of hand. And to me, where I have a lot of respect is, is he was able to turn that. And they go up to Ames, and Ames is probably one of the hardest places to play in our league. And they lose a close game there. They have a bye week, come back, and they look like a different football team. They beat two ranked teams. Um, they win the they win the, the state championship of Kansas. They beat Kansas State and Kansas. Um, and and really what it looks like is is they simplified in all three phases. Is on defense, they're more uh they've limited their coverages and they're playing their fronts and and not and not doing a whole bunch of um um you know pressures and stuff other than getting uh Oliver more involved. On offense they've come back and, and said Ollie Gordon, we're gonna we're gonna win games with him and he's talented and they're getting Presley the ball. Um, and they're focusing in the run game. And then special teams, they've been solid the whole time. And, and that's something that that Mike's always had really good specialists, and their coverage teams have always been really good. And so I think they're one of the hottest teams in the country. It's a group that that's obviously had a lot of success versus West Virginia in the last seven or eight years, and they've won the last two times they've been here. And so this is going to be a good game. It's four and two. Both of us are alive and well to to in, in to in the race to go to Dallas. So uh, we're excited about it. We need to get back and, and we're, we need to bounce back from what happened at the end of the game last, last week. And this is going to be a really good football team, football game here on Saturday. Yeah. When, when you say you got to bounce back from uh, the way that ended, terrible way to lose a game clearly, but um, how do you, how do you deal with that? Clearly yeah. you had the game one, you know, you allow a hail Mary, just a, a fluke play. Everybody knows it. Is that easy to back, bounce back from? I don't know if it's easy. You know, I think it's a work in progress. I'll let you know when you when I talk to you post game on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> here's here's what I'll tell you: We didn't play very well. We did not play very well. The things that enabled us to win four games um, in a row and beat you know two of the better teams in our league during that four game stretch, uh, we didn't do those things. Um, we we didn't play with the discipline, especially on defense, special teams. Um, we didn't play with the same physicality on both sides of the line of scrimmage. We didn't play very smart. And, and that last play is kind of a representation of how that game went. And so even though we played well in offense and gave us a chance to win, we didn't play well enough. So it hits a little bit different when you know you didn't play uh, very well in the game. So it's not like you feel like you got one stolen from you because you didn't play very well. And, uh, and so now it's about how do you bounce back? How do you bounce back from adversity? And, and to me, this is what life's about, you know, and, and football is a microcosm of life. And, and here we are, man, we had something that was, uh, you know, really adverse. We lost the game in a really unique fashion, but you know, what better way to, to go out and, and really fight and compete at the best of your abilities on a, on Saturday afternoon versus Oklahoma state. You know, I'll tell you what we've been using, you know, just looking back at teams and whether it's football or, or any any athletic contests that have overcome adversity. You don't have to look very far. You know, I, I, I love sports, you know, and 
you know, you think about what happened to the Phillies last week. You know, Bryce Harper, one of the top two or three players in all of baseball, he gets doubled up, you know, and uh, the Braves tie the series one to one and they end the game on a one. It's it's in the bottom of the ninth, and the Braves have a one run lead and or it's in the top of the ninth, but one one lead. They hit a shot to center field and Bryce Harper makes a mistake on the base pass that a little league player probably shouldn't make. Right. And, uh, and I didn't know this, but it's the only time that's ever happened in the end of postseason game. There's never been a double play from the outfield that ended a postseason game. Okay. And, uh, Nick Castellanos after the game, he, he made a comment and uh, I, I saw it, I saw it last week, but it really didn't stick with me till we had what happened till I was on the plane burn plane ride back is he said uh we thrive on getting punched in the face and and the rest is kind of history they go out Bryce Harper hits two home runs Castellanos hits two home runs and they and they win the series three to one and now you know as we talk they're up 2-0 in the NLCS and so I think it's just about how we respond you know that we can't let one play define us or one game define us and if we aren't if, if if we do then shame on us but we practiced well this week, and, and we're looking forward to the next opportunity to get in get in the arena and compete. Well, Neil, thanks a lot. This has been great fun, and uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for the hospitality of your great state. Can't wait to, uh, to get to the stadium on Saturday, see the Mountaineers host the Cowboys. Enjoy your trip, Barry. Thank you. Again, thanks to our sponsors, Three Nines Technology, Weedman Lawn Care, Next Generation Roofing, Oklahoma's Ford Dealers, an Oklahoma 988 helpline. And remember, as my friend Jenny Carlson says, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. All the places you get your podcast: YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts. And remember, join us next week. OSU President Casey Shrum will join us on the Barry Trammell Show. <laughs> <laughs>